0: Hello, everyone. Good morning, hello. good afternoon, good evening. Welcome. Merry, to... Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hello from all over the world. Um, Hello from Hanoi in Vietnam and Emery's in
1: Singapore. <laughs> Why do you Very sound cold so sad? Singapore. Yeah, it's so cold here. What's it's the not temperature good. right what? now in Singapore? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Can't be colder than France. Of like course maybe. not. No. It like no, no it's 25 too. degrees. Okay, well, yeah, it's for <laughs> Singapore, fair
1: enough, yeah. No, 25 in my room.
2: Oh, 25 in your room, <laughs> okay. But it is 25 outside sometimes when
0: training. Yeah, in, in, um, in Hanoi outside, it's like maybe 22.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, right oh, now it's about it's 14,
0: 16. Yeah, it's, it's a really nice temperature. Like, took me a while to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nico, uh, where in the world are you now?
2: Uh, well, south of France, <laughs> um, back home and um yeah maybe i should have people guess that would, be, <laughs> that would be just figure out where is nico right now and then um yeah yeah so it's about so it was it's getting warmer so it got it was about like three degrees like a few days back but then it's more like uh, 10 10 12 so it's okay it's nice actually nice winter cool um you know pretty warm for winter
0: yeah and and um wow can you can you believe it it's like 12 episodes
2: yeah
1: <laughs> it's all 12 episodes no.
0: Was so fast. No. Yeah, fast, no, I yeah.
1: can't believe it.
0: Yeah, I remember oh. our very first episode, uh, the very first season when we started talking about the different kinds of emotions. And second, we didn't really take a break, right? In the second season, no, we, we moved didn't. on to talking mm-hmm. about uh, dif- different parts of the relationship. And mm-hmm. uh, now it's we're going to end the season on a happy note. <laughs> we try. Uh, we'll try. <laughs> we definitely try yeah um and for everyone else who's listening if you're here just drop us a message so we know you're here uh and if you have not already done so please follow us uh we have our facebook page we're on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, anchor wherever you listen to your podcast okay all right happy endings um <laughs> well they're not really endings are they yeah we need to define yeah. that yeah yeah, all right. Um, so, Emery, why do you title it Happy Endings then?
1: Me? Thank you. It was a joint effort, right? Remember, guys? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's the end of the year. We want to end on a high note, hence Happy Endings. But when we say endings not the end of a relationship. We mean sort of like happily ever after. Um,
0: yeah. In, in our last episode, uh, there was one of the the... Topics that we're discussing whether that's really a happily ever after.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, that's
1: right. So, this is in response or retaliation to that.
0: <laughs> in retaliation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is because we need ever hope. After. We need hope in this world, don't we?
2: Yeah. But in the case, yeah, I think we all agreed that there can be sometimes, you know, when we work at it and things are aligned and there's moments that are.
0: Yeah. Sometimes on social media, you you watch videos of, and see pictures of people who are in their 70s, 80s, and they are still so nice, still so lovey-dovey, and it's like, oh, so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as always, we have an article that we are going to discuss. Um, Sean,
1: would you like to do the honors of reading the article?
0: Reading the article? Okay. I will introduce oh, the article. Us- or leading and, us through. Uh, yeah, and I will, I'll invite anne to lead us through it in a while. Okay, so...
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, so this article is from the Gottman Institute, and the title of the article is The Top 7 Ways to Improve Your Marriage. All right, and, and the first line goes, although a marriage in trouble is upsetting, it can often be repaired more easily than you think. Hmm. Uh do you think a marriage is more easily repaired than like a relationship? Mm. Mm. Well, I I I would I... think maybe maybe right because it's once once you have taken the step to to be legally married or legally like together uh, it's do you is is it your opinion that that people do tend to work a little bit harder to try to fix the issues because, you know, oh, you know, we're already married, let's try something. Rather than if you are in a relationship, it could be a case of, ah, you know, there's there's less risk, right?
1: I don't know. doesn't Um, really change the commitment because it's still a relationship. Any relationship takes work, right? Uh Yeah. And if we put a, a stamp on it or, you know, if we make it official doesn't it i I don't know if it really changes anything it would be actually um a little bit sad to think that you need that to to sort of you know commit further in the relationship i don't know
0: but it it does give a push doesn't it like like i I think partially it's because it it's not easy to okay most obviously most people don't want their the the marriage to end sometimes also because of the pressure from society mm. yeah that it just doesn't look it's not as accepted i guess although it's becoming like more common nowadays right if you if you separate mm. yeah and to avoid all that pressure people mm. tend could do you think they tend to want to fix things a bit more like put in a little bit more effort
2: I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there's like really rules. I think it really depends mm-hmm. on, on people. I think many people, I mean, we had, we had a discussion along those lines before, but I think like marriage many different things for different people. Um, things I've heard from people is that for some people getting married was kind of a way to, it, it somewhat make things easier. It removes some of the pressure that they had in a relationship, meaning having that kind of bond and commitment that they, they didn't feel like they were like, um, Walking on eggs like all the time, trying to figure out what's, what's going on with the relationship, whether the partner might leave, what might be as soon as there was some kind of distance, you know, what was really going on, is the relationship threatened? So, to some, I have heard some people talk about how that in the marriage, they felt like more that sense of like um, safety, like basic safety, meaning because there's commitment from both people, there's a guarantee that people will make some effort to work to fix the relationship or the marriage if there's some, some concern and not want to like, exit or escape right away. So that if some uh, um, some space to, and some confidence that actually the other person would be willing to work on, on the issues, even if they are serious, I feel. So my sense is that, um, that open space to work on like issues maybe more deeply or like more complicated issues than you would be willing to tackle in, um, relationship maybe, where you'd be more like, oh no, that's just too big of an issue, like I just can't deal with that and I just end here, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. So, so let's
0: take a look at, at, at what the article says, all right. Uh, the article says, first line says the honeymoon phase is in any committed relationship, it's not meant to last. Um, and it eventually becomes obvious that sharing a life with another person requires a special set of skills. Okay. So um, you have to be skillful to survive in a marriage.
1: Well, not just a marriage, right? But I guess long term partnerships. (laughs) Yeah. Or any relationship, really.
0: (laughs) All right. And the article says there are seven ideas below drawn from four decades of real science. Real science. Um, And the author claims it will make your love last a lifetime. so let's go, through the, let's go through the first one. The first one, it says, seek help early. And, and we were just briefly talking about this, right? Like, you know, um, people wanting to, or wanting more to fix a problem if they are in a marriage versus uh, in a relationship. I, I don't know what's your experience, uh, Emery and Nico, but you know, from the people that I know, most people would go for, they talk about marriage counseling, but very few, very much less often people talk about like, you know, relationship, like before you're married, people go for for mm. counseling. Is that is that your experience?
1: Mm. Well, I, I think it's a good thing to do. I mean, you know, I I personally had gone through that as well. Um, you know, just as a preemptive thing, right? Go, go um, what? With my you know with in the past uh, when i was when uh, I was dating uh, someone, you know, we actually sought couple's therapy, right? Mm. because I think it's important to kind of know where you're at. so you know, as opposed to waiting for things to come up later on and yeah, finding out a little bit too late. so I mean also because you know i'm a I'm a psychologist, and so <laughs> In our our field, I think it's encouraged, right, to, to, you know, get a bit more insight and there is no shame in sort of, you know, seeking um, some bit of space and a bit of um, help to, you know, talk through some difficulties or issues. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have to wait till things, you know, blow up or get really bad before seeking help. And it might actually be wise to do it before before that happens
0: mm. oh and and the article says well the average couple waits six years before seeking help for relationship problems
1: yeah six years mm.
0: seems a long time and
1: that's right that's why it's so hard to do couples therapy so the longer you wait right the more entrenched the patterns could be right and sometimes it takes a lot longer to to shift uh, these patterns
0: mm. Wow and and it's it's quite uh, mm. telling, I guess, because people, the couples, wait six years before seeking help for relationship problems. And the article goes on to say, half of all marriages that end do so in the first seven years. So it's it's pretty much near the limit already before, you know, people start to seek help. Mm. Mm. Is is it too late?
1: Well, it's never too late, but earlier is always better.
0: <laughs> okay, mm. why do you think people wait six years i was I was just thinking like you know, why don't people seek help early, especially if you intend well I'm assuming that people intend to be married like forever? If you know that there's an issue, do people feel like they can just ride it out?
2: Mm. I mean, I don't know my sense is that um um you would. Like seeking professional help is just one of the many options a couple have to deal with issues. So it's not the only recourse when dealing with, dealing with issues, you know. Um, you might have an like issue in a, co- in a couple, you don't know how to deal with some issues, and you might just, I don't know, Google it or ask a friend or like go on Reddit or like, you know, um, ask a family member you trust, you know, for advice. So there's a number of like resources other than professional help that people will probably try first. Um, uh and that might work okay to deal with most of the issues actually you no know, for a long time there was really no professional help um mm. available to 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 deal with the uh, marriage issues and um uh, for people who you know cared about those things so you would you would find that kind of um support in like maybe older people you know people with experience you no know, grandparents or whoever you could talk to that that, that could have that kind of um Wisdom and all, just uh, all those skills we're talking about. I feel, um, and I think, I think in many many places. I mean, it's, I think certainly true in France, where really did the therapy is not normalized at all. It's just something uh, uh, that few people will think about. Like very unique, kind of like very urban, kind of pe- people living in cities, you know, very affluent. Typically, it's it's really not not really something that um, uh, most people will, will uh, um, consider, actually.
0: Yeah, and I've heard from some of my friends and maybe even some of my patients that they say, oh, you know, the secret to a long-lasting marriage is tolerance. (laughs) That you just have to tolerate whatever comes to you and, you know, just live and let live and then Mm. things will be okay. Mm. So that's the advice I was given as a young kid, right? Still a young kid right now, but that's the advice I was given
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it, <laughs> I think it's what's really difficult because it's also, my impression is that tolerance is also what uh, some people talk about, about, talk about toleration, meaning that that ability to kind of more active, kind of like tolerance, meaning I think, mean, you know, presenting like you're not noticing issues or an issue is not really an issues. What's hard is that what, what can you, what should you tolerate and what should you not tolerate? That's really mm-hmm. the difficult part. Um, and I think that's how you run into issues that you really don't, don't deal with until like it's really late because you think like you're able to tolerate actually really well. And you think mm-hmm. that it doesn't impact you in a very meaningful way. You think it doesn't impact relationship in a meaningful way. And it takes a lot of time to realize that actually it that's where the issue is coming from. You know, you might not see it, but it's like, oh, that thing that we've been like, I've been compromising on for so long is actually what's at the core was the issue. Um so it's kind of a bit of a trap as well, because you, you're not but I think it's also not looking at what's going on. And, and sometimes it might mean for some people not acknowledging issues when out there. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and sometimes,
0: like, I have friends who, I mean, I, my personal friends, right? And they would say that, oh, you know, everything was okay before marriage. After marriage, suddenly, whoa, it's like a brand new person. Like, things change suddenly. Do you, do you think it's an issue of expectations changing? Or is it like, you know, before you get married you tr- kind of try to be on your best and after that you just like mission accomplished in some way right then it's like you don't have to worry that much
1: so it goes downhill after marriage is what you're saying
0: oh it seems like that for some of my friends not all of course you know for mm-hmm. some of my friends yeah and if you've you've read like on anonymous forums it's it's very common to hear things like that oh uh things were great before we got married after we got married Like in the first two years, I'm feeling like this is not the right person for me. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know if it gives, you know, marriage a a bad name or a bad rep. I mean, it could also just be, um, you know, just over a course of um, a longer duration and you start to see, I guess, things in a lot more um, detail. Right, And if you live together, obviously there's more opportunities for tension, right? Um, and I wonder if the same set of issues could also be present in couples who are not married but living together? I yeah. think so. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you live together, you start to see each other's habits and you start to see how the differences in the way that you see a household should be managed. Uh, like who, who takes charge of what kinds of tasks in the house when these little things can create a fair bit of friction i remember last time my coach was uh uh, saying that uh, his daughter wanted to get married at a really young age like what 16 17 18 and the mom was like no you're going to live together with the guy for a year and if you survive that one year then you can consider getting married to the guy don't rush into marriage
2: (laughs) Hmm. it's wise yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you would maybe even one even longer than a year. <laughs> that, is, <yeah. laughs> that would be like a minimum, I would say. <laughs>
0: Living together for a year before you commit, yeah, yeah, like legally. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't yeah know, but then, but out. then there's yeah. there's also research sort of you know countering that, you know, encouraging people not to live together before getting married. Why? Because I don't know. I mean, like um, this is based on some article I've read, I guess, years ago, mm-hmm. you know, um, suggesting that when you do that, it actually lowers the success rate of the marriage.
2: Hmm. Wow. Okay, okay, I see. Oh, in a sense that, okay, so you, could it be that, okay, you, um, you start getting together with all the difficulty that I might bring or challenges or without that kind of commitment thing that forces you to work through issues before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that makes it more difficult to to leave the relationship and therefore you're forced to kind of like work through issues. Do you think there might be that?
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't remember the specifics mm. now, but um, I mean, I, I don't know how living together could make, you know, marriage less appealing. Perhaps the fact that, you know, there is nothing new, like, you know, you go through the whole process of getting married and it's still like, you're living together. It's nothing mm. sort of, you know, novel. For,
2: mm. for the, um, the couple. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, I think traditionally, like in the way that I saw it, it's, I, I always felt like I want to reach a certain state of, of um, stability before I get married because like, I want to know that I can live together with that person. Mm. And I mean, just based on past experience, cracks really start to appear pretty soon. Because you find that you have such big differences in the way that you see the the tasks are managed or the roles are are, are supposed to be allocated, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, And let's go on to the second one because the second second, uh, point in the topic, it says, edit yourself. Uh, Most couples, the most successful couples are kind to each other. They avoid saying every critical thought when discussing touchy topics and they will always find ways to express their needs and concerns respectfully without criticizing or blaming their partner.
2: Hmm. What a poor order that More is. More horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That covers some of what we said, but it's, uh, um, it's an easy thing to write and to read, but to you know bring into your life or into relationship, it's super challenging to...
1: Mm-hmm.
2: may quite a lot of a lot of work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because on the one hand you want to be completely yourself, right? Uh, unfiltered mm. and you want to be able to say stuff. Mm. At the same time you have to be sensitive to the nuances of, you know, how you deliver something. Mm. Um and you know, we all bring our own biases and our own belief systems, mm. um our own sort of noise into conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So it is- but that, can,
0: that can make it, like, a bit... It might feel a bit difficult for some people, right? Because if you think that... Um, you, you feel like throughout the the entire time, you've had to purposefully, like, say something in a really, really nice way that's not you. And you think if you have the mindset that, oh, you know, maybe after marriage, I can just really, like, be me, like what you said. Mm. And being me means being more direct, knowing that you can't run away now because you're married. Mm. well actually people can run away still Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um and and then Um, that it requires a fundamental change in the person right because that means that they they might feel like they can never ever be themselves and speak in the way that they want to speak
2: yeah and i mean i think there's limits to I mean, some of the conversation conversations I've had with people who were exposed to a lot of those kind of messages about you know just watch what you're saying in a sense you know you have to you want to when you start talking you want to start talking from a place of like deep concern for yourself and from the other all those kind of like these very yeah I mean like in those kind of spiritual Mm -hmm. circles people are very much into those kind of like communications essentially nonviolent communications Mm -hmm. and increasingly there are people who are like um, pretty respected figures, in like in in those kind of you know spiritual kind of circles, um, who are like they got, have gotten really sick about those kind of like techniques um, applied by people to qu- try to have that nonviolent communication, because they say people are just not sincere anymore and they're just completely fabricated and they have no way to know really how they feel and <laughs> you know what they want and they're like often their reaction was like when I have someone talking to you. Talking to them that way, you know, being like, oh, you know, uh, this is how I am f- feeling right so how you make me feel. And I I really respect you and your emotions, but I would like to share this with you. And and they're like, and they're like, just talk to me already, just talk to yeah. me. Yeah, I'm here. So instead you of know, petting, instead of petting it, human, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I totally get just,
2: that. Yeah, yeah, So that's yeah. hard. It's a hard balance to strike. So, you know.
1: Yeah, like how do you be non-patronizing? Yeah, and, you know, be kind and respectful, yeah. right? Without yeah. losing that sort of-
2: um, That can even be like damaging in a relationship. Yeah, exactly, that yeah. can be damaging in a relationship. That's a way to protect yourself from certain vulnerability, responsibility, you know, not not connecting uh, at a human level being like that robot that just speaks in like the perfect way that you're supposed to talk. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So what, um, people start off their, their conversations, like, oh, thank you for all the support you've given me over the years. <laughs> but i have something important to tell you
2: <laughs> yes yeah yeah um and the
1: i uh, statements remember the i statements yeah oh and... yeah 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 and validation so i mean validation is important but when it's overused it becomes sort of you know patronizing
0: once it becomes yeah. patronizing people are like just just stop it what do you want to tell me just say yes yeah. just
1: get on with what you want to say
0: <laughs> yeah No. <laughs> um, well, uh, this leads on very nicely to the third point, actually, which is soften your startup. And it says, arguments often start up because one partner escalates the conflict by making a critical or contemptuous remark. Uh, bringing up problems gently and without blame works much better and allows couples to calmly engage in conflict. Calmly engage in conflict. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you know, you're making a comment. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was making this comment earlier before the podcast started that it seems very, very similar to a normal relationship, like even a non-marriage kind of relationship between people. mm -hmm. So if people just started off right Mm -hmm. and they kept doing what they have been doing, the marriage should
2: end up well yeah i don't know because i mean sometimes you do i mean i could see some people well assuming i think you've discussed like what kind of expectations people have around marriage like as a a married partner you know because i could see some people having some sense of like oh suddenly roles need to change in a marriage maybe that is family baggage about what marriage should once you're married some things must change maybe you might be more responsible or suddenly someone who might be more like flexible in terms of maybe gender roles or whatever that might look like or you know um might suddenly fall into like something that's very traditional because suddenly they're married and uh, there's a number of like family programming and society programming that come into play so i could see how like in some people you know getting married might, might change some things you know the way maybe they look at a relationship maybe they they um Um, Maybe they lose some of the, they might lose some of the spontaneity, fun, excitement, relationship and it's then because all about planning for a house, all about planning for a family, whatever the the project Mm. is, you know, and and they much less space for like, you know, the couple spending time together, having more like a um, spontaneous time and so on. I mean, I could see how for some people that might change things. Um, So I don't know if I would take that continuity for granted necessarily, at least without checking first that. Okay, what exactly do you see your role in a marriage if we are to get married and so on? You, you get what I mean? I think that's a conversation worth having. Mm, uh, I feel
1: I agree. Yeah. I think these discussions have to happen before the marriage, and I also think that's the reason why I think a lot of couples find it helpful to have, um, you know, pre-sort of uh, marriage counseling. Um, actually, a lot of my friends um have also um shared that you know it's really helpful to to learn more about their their partners. Right, because you're going to a very different sort of it is it well different roles, I suppose, and different expectations of the roles, right? And it's good to have that, you know, neutral space to kind of, you know, talk about some of these ideas you have, and you know, so that you're not in for a big shock.
0: Hmm. And I think one of the most important things to discuss as well it's it's like how things are going to work out between your parents-in-law, because I've heard so many stories hmm. of oh, you know, like how come my my mom-in-law is such a different person mm. from when we were dating and now we are married. Mm. Yeah, and then suddenly, like, living in the in-law's place doesn't sound like such a good idea anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it might change. I think we might underestimate how much it changes the landscape, actually. You know, expect as you said, even family expectations, your own parents, if you have your parents, or you know, in-laws or even friends, actually, you know, maybe like the way friends, maybe your your own friends might judge judge your partner very differently. Once you're married, you know, Um, why so like they are friends, right? Yeah. But I mean, you might, my sense is that once that this marriage thing, it's such a big deal that for many people, it changes the view. It might change like what's right. And what's not, what, what's, what's the right thing to do once you're married and what the wrong thing to do. And for some people, that might look different. like different things might be lo- allowed before and after a marriage, for instance. for some people, you know and that could be you, that could be your partner, that could be parents, that could be friends as well you know um, uh, Or for instance, you could imagine that uh, maybe friends would be ju- judging the kind of the choices you make once you're married they'd be like, "But that's not something Mary could, Paul would do, you know mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe so- waiting before investing in a home or making choices that doesn't seem that bringing bringing you in direction that towards a typical milestone for a married couple. You you, you see what I mean? All those kind of expectations that other people might have and and even friends might have those for yourself, you know, for you and and be like, well, well, I thought you are married. Why are you not already? You you mean you're not trying to buy a house already? Why? You know, things like that. Because we
0: have issues. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, or it's just not what's right for the couple, right? Or it's not not the right time. Or but I mean people might come with, you know, I mean, it might might create those kind of new expectations that weren't there before. And
1: pressures. Yeah, and
2: pressures, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. And sometimes a lot of these pressures are are unspoken. Um I, I do know friends also who are like, oh you know, after after they, they get married, like they there's a total loss of privacy because they feel like now that we are married. What what secrets should there be between us? Whereas previously, when they were in a relationship, there was a certain boundary that mm-hmm. was drawn, yeah, that says that oh, you know, I still have my life, you still have your life. And suddenly, when we are we now share a life together, hey, your world, everything should be open up. But I think most people do have their secrets. Most people do have some want to retain a certain level of privacy. Um, yeah, and I think this. Do, do these things typically get discussed during pre marriage counseling?
1: I suppose so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean expectations I mean, they, and all. Hmm. I What's mean it? they
2: would they should come up ideally if they are important yeah. any of the partners, themes.
1: right? Yeah, if they're important there,
2: there are no rules, but I mean someone, you know, you would ask an open question and see what comes up with people and if that's the question of like what's, what's shared, what's not, and to which extent, what, what should be the boundary, and so on. These are things that would naturally come up, I feel, if it's, there's a space for a discussion. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's go on to the next statement. Uh, it says, Accept influence from your partner. In studying heterosexual marriages, we found that a relationship succeeds to the extent that the husband can accept influence from his wife. Hmm. It goes on to say, for instance, a woman might say to her husband, do you have to work Thursday night? My mother is coming that weekend and I need your help getting ready. And he replies, all my plans are set. I'm not changing them. And as you might guess, this guy is in a shaky marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Is is, is Is he really in a shaky marriage? Just because of that? Well, I mean... Who knows?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It sounds like something so trivial, right? Okay, so (laughs) the article goes on to say, a husband's ability to be influenced by his wife, rather than vice versa, is crucial because research shows that women are already well-practiced at accepting influence from men. A true partnership only occurs when a husband can do the same thing.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of hard to discuss because it's, it's, it's really about, you know, traditional gender roles and stuff. Like, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it's really, that's what they mean. They don't present it that way, but that's what they mean when they say women are well, well-practiced in you know, accepting inference from men. Because mm-hmm. um, in traditional gender roles, um, men have been in position of influence and power more than women have traditionally. So I think that's what they refer to. Um, also, you have to consider, of like, those research are based, they're based, I don't know how old they are, but they're based on a certain generation, you know, uh, of people in the US. So people who have might been raised in where gender roles are pretty well defined. Mm. Um, you know, it's not, I, I don't think it's a research from, like, two years ago. Um, they might be, I don't know, but but there's there's start to keep in mind as well. Um, but
1: then again, I mean, I think, you know, just kind of looking at it from a big picture point of view, um, what it's advocating for is this idea of being flexible, being really? being sort of psychologically open and flexible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, it works well in, in any kind of relationships, really. If you have two people who are open and flexible, you're not rigidly holding on to your own beliefs right you know being stubborn about you know uh, what do you think or how things should be done right there's generally more ease um, as opposed to tension in a relationship and it really helps to nurture the bond between two people mm. Mm. So, and, so what mm. is a
0: good way of handling this situation then
1: which situation right, like, this okay, is it
0: okay, this the one in the the one in the the example right so the wife wants help on Thursday. Um, husband says, like I would say every Thursday night I go and play squash. I only play squash once a week on Thursday night. Why must it be Thursday that we do this? <laughs> yeah, you're asking Sorry, for a you train just train have to, <laughs> just to be... I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to put myself in that situation. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, on, how would I how would I how would I actually handle it? like squash is so important to me right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and if i only play once a week you're asking me to skip one whole week of squash well it depends on how
1: important it is to to the partner as well right if it's super super important it's kind of like you know once in a blue moon right um you could maybe skip that right Mm -hmm. but of course for the partner it would be also nice that she recognizes your your needs right super important to you too right and you've come up with a sort of compromise to Mm -hmm. you know Mm. uh, for you to say you want to help her but you know would there be other alternatives right could we work with another Mm. date Mm. right the point here is that I don't think there's a sort of perfect solution Mm. uh, but the process of talking about this is important Mm. right in that you you kind of recognize each other's needs Mm. and you know you're doing a bit of compromising on both your ends.
2: I think what's important also like in that kind of communication yes there's a compromising but i think mm. what makes it not the kind of tolerance like the bad kind of tolerance when it's too much you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's really also can be useful so to share find a way to share that how much that how much of a compromise it is for you mm. um you know just communicate the fact that it's it's a pretty big deal for you to not go to that to that squash event and so um, you know, it constitutes really, uh, really, um, some kind of work from you to like free up that space for something else that, you know, your wife needs to do or the couple need to do. And mm-hmm. so I think as long as, as it's understood between the partner that's going, going on, I think it makes it more healthy because everyone knows what, why it's hard You first you communicate what's important for you, what values, and you show that you're really able to compromise on something that you care deeply about. Um, and it's better to go like Sure, that's, yes, that's fine. And then feeling bad about it and the partner not knowing why you're bad about it because they, they just weren't clear that that was such a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. You got what I mean? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next point says have high standards. So happy couples have high standards for each other. The most successful couples are those who, even as newlyweds, refuse to accept hurtful behavior from one another low levels of tolerance for bad behavior in the beginning of a relationship equals a happier couple down the road. I tend to agree. It sounds quite Yeah, it's one of my too. favorites. <laughs> Why is it your favorite?
1: One of my favorites, yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different from what we were talking about earlier with this idea of tolerance, right? Um, so essentially, when there is a problem or when there is some sort of... Um, Misunderstanding, I think it's important to talk about it early, mm. as opposed to letting, you know, you know, negative feelings fester, like, you know, re- like resentment, um, things like that. We don't want it to start brewing sort of under the surface, mm. right? So like what Nico said earlier with his example, we don't want to just say yes, 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 and feel resentful as a result of that. Mm. Um, but rather, if there is something we want to communicate early, um, you know in a way disrespectful of course Mm.
2: yeah yeah i'd like to add that it's also I'm a sense that it's also like you're allowed to not know how to do that like you're allowed to just screw up and go Mm. something like because you're not expected to know everything about what's important to you or no you might think that that one squash game wasn't just a big deal really genuinely if yeah sure that's fine and then you see resentment creeping up like in the coming weeks You you know what i mean and I think that's okay because you're learning about yourself like, at that time. You just didn't know that that was such a big deal to you. Um, but I think what's, what's nice is that I try to find the right space then to express that. Okay. For instance, you know, but you we know a couple of weeks back or three weeks back when we discussed that, I didn't realize that I as much as, you know, I did. And then I thought, you know, it was actually quite a big deal for me and so on. So I think it doesn't have to be right there in the moment and, and you be ready to so in the case of what we're talking about here, you be ready to you know jump on a behavior that's problematic. You don't have to. There's no pressure on you to see that it's problematic right away. You know, you might, you're totally allowed to figure out something problematic, that something was an issue three years down the road even. You know, and just re, and re, absolutely right to re-examine it, and and bring it up and say, you know, when that happened, I think that was that was really an issue there, and that's I think that willingness to. Um, Go back, you know, accept that you don't have to solve the issue right away when you, you really can't sometimes. It's really I find helpful. This also comes down to setting boundaries, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and 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 not judging yourself when you are you haven't set boundary you should have. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: you know I mean accept the fact that you you won't know most of the time actually you don't know you you won't know you should have set the boundary sometimes. It, it would take time for you to figure out you should have done it, yeah well, not most of the time, but yeah, that happens sometimes. yeah yeah
0: yeah, and I think possibly you know after marriage it the kind of boundaries it might be different from the boundaries that you had when you were dating, yeah, and I think maybe this if you've had that conversation it would be i would i suppose it would be important to have that conversation again you know from the yeah. the point of marriage onwards.
2: Yeah, and in fact, I would say the kind of conversation that you're talking about, or you know, I mentioned like primary car counseling, it's actually a good space to do that kind of things. Yeah. To look back at what was going on in relationship, and because now, now you have that space to bring up maybe all issues that now you consider were really important to you at the time, but you didn't know at the time. And it's like, so us moving forward, that's I know that's the old thing. I wasn't aware that it was an issue at the time, but now I am, and then it's, that needs to be discussed right now before we we commit further. You know you, you what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's it's the right time to do that kind of stuff L- looking back and thinking are there things that I have overlooked I should not have overlooked you know in mm-hmm. terms of what happened yeah okay
0: nice the next one number six it says learn to repair and exit the argument happy couples have learned how to exit an argument or how to repair the situation before an argument gets completely out of control <laughs> 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 examples
2: of repair <laughs> right <laughs> Right. There's like three Uh, out of a billion couple. (laughs) I can't manage that. (laughs) But good for them. Good for them.
0: (laughs) It goes on to say examples of repair attempts using humor. Using humor? Okay. Offering a caring remark. Like, I understand that this is hard for you.
1: If you're going to say smiling, you might yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, get yeah, something yeah. That's thrown that's... at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. 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 So uh, body language is also important, right? That's right.
1: That's...
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, making it clear you're on common ground. For example, saying like, uh, we'll tackle this problem together. Uh, backing down. In marriage, <laughs> you right. often have to yield to win. So uh, yes. say sorry. <laughs> Learn to say sorry. Um, and in general, offering signs of appreciation for your partner and feelings along the way. Yeah.
2: Yes, but how would you feel if you're in such situation and you put up, it's singed out tense. You put out one of those strategies to repair and I look awfully out of character and insincere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and your partner is just going to be like, That might you be just you know, is... triggering. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly
2: uh, it's hard to do yeah, it's it, it has to um...
0: I think a big part of it depends on how you bring the idea across right because a lot of times, even in programs when we teach these kinds of empathetic statements, um it's always in like the the perfect way to say it, but a lot of times when I use these statements, it's very much like singlish or you know blended with different languages in a very friendly mm. way, but you're still able to to share that or transmit that idea mm. that you know i i this is not easy for you i i can mm. see that
2: mm.
0: yeah in in the at the very least
2: mm. right yeah and i feel uh, yeah it makes sense to me and i feel i mean these are not like cards you would pull out and just read from you know cue cards you have <laughs> but but it's kind <laughs> of like yeah you can read through those and like yeah i can see how that we work in a fight you know if i was in american series like but but <laughs> that's kind of like the word I would use, you know. But 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 that's still a human thing to there's things this you know it's still a human thing at the core and there's still some emotions and understanding that's being communicated. So try to get a sense of like what's the meaning of it, like how would that how does that feel? How would you say it, you know, if you get the meaning, you know, and then and, and if you have that, you can you can but in any case you only say things that you mean, <laughs> really, because otherwise that just don't that will backfire for sure. And and so th- them, those might be useful to get in touch with what you might mean, you know, might, what you might see, or where you ways to say it, or ways to, uh, but but make it your use your own words, or or, or, or other or we talked about it before, but things other than words, you know. Mm-hmm. Anything like I, I think
0: I think when it comes to appreciation, it's it's important to do this more on a regular basis, like rather than at the point that you're super pissed off and you remember oh that person say i must think of what i appreciate about my partner and you're like okay what exactly do i appreciate mm. about her what? then you know when you say it out it becomes it might feel fake because you're not used to do that mm-hmm. correct whereas if you don't even have to like say it out as you think about it but you know as you process it in your mind you feel like oh okay yeah like she's done something mm. nice and and that's that's really nice and i appreciate mm. it mm. that kind of thing. Then it, it becomes less fake when you mm-hmm. you actually have mm. to express it. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of these strategies have to be talked about beforehand. Right. Um, because the thing is that if the partner doesn't understand, the one who said doesn't understand, you know, the intention behind um, a strategy, it could really backfire. So yeah. for instance, if you get really riled up and you need to walk out, you know, for 20 minutes to cool down. And if there was no prior conversation about what that actually means oh. or what the intention is, um, the partner could get really triggered, right? Mm. And we get oh. maybe more frustrated. You're walking out on me, you know, we're in the middle of a conversation. How dare you walk out on me?
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And so it will be important to explain, you know, the, the purpose of that, right? The function of having some time to cool down. And important to reassure the other that you're going to come back. You know, you're not like walking away, just taking a bit of a breather to come down so you can have a better conversation. Yeah. I think think it does make a difference to
0: say that you're going to come back. Yeah. You know, I think people perhaps do say that, you know, I need some time to cool off, but it's actually a nice thing to hear that. Yes, I'm going to come back. Just give me a bit of time to cool off.
1: Right. Yeah. Hmm. Especially when you have a partner who is more anxiously attached, Right. Because they will always be really worried or afraid of being abandoned, for instance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, In those situations, it could be really, really hard for them to tolerate if, you know, a partner just walks away without this sort of understanding that they will come back. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's still important to have that sort of reassurance, even when you're feeling really angry at each other. Right. And I think, you know, this actually would help to build um, a foundation for more security later on in a relationship.
2: Hmm. And, um, yeah, and I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to do, but it's cool also to make a commitment to oneself to come back, go back to the issue, because mm-hmm. some some of us, I mean, I, I guess that's the case for me, certainly, I've approach to conflict that's uh, avoidant, meaning mean, trying to avoid conflict, so you <clears throat> might be like, you know, stepping away saying I'm coming back, but. After 20 minutes, you'll be like, maybe it's not that big of a deal anymore.
0: Because you've calmed you know down. I
2: mean? <laughs> yeah, because you've calmed down. But and as we talked about just earlier, it's actually, it might actually be a big deal and you should certainly uh, be careful about that moment when you're like, you're, you're calm down and it's like, you're like, "Ah, oh, maybe I don't feel like going back and discussing that because it's kind of hard to do. That would be yeah. unpleasant. Ah, oh, Maybe that's okay. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Don't do yeah, I think that makes perfect sense,
0: especially like for, for my way of dealing with uh, uh with conflict and arguments. So I shared on the show previously that um a lot of times when I'm really upset about something, I don't say anything. Like my, my ex uh girlfriend used to used to understand that, right? Because um when I'm angry, I would say I, I could potentially say very hurtful words so there's a there's this understanding that okay i keep quiet but sometimes she can get really upset right like you mean you have nothing to say after everything i told you mm. <laughs> yeah so so um i think overall it's important as, as both of you have mentioned to have these discussions beforehand like this is the way that i deal with it yeah mm. and i think it's very helpful to say um but i w- i i want this to work out and and yeah i'm going to come back i think that makes a huge difference Something I'm definitely going to try next time.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I, I think the conversation is important, isn't it? Like to really help the other party understand where you're coming from. Mm.
0: Yep. Mm. All right. Uh, let, let's go on to the last point, uh, the seventh point. It says, focus on the positives. In a happy marriage, while discussing problems, couples make at least five times as many positive statements to and about each other and their relationships as negative ones. Okay. So, so they, they say five times more positive things than negative things. All right. Yeah. Um, for example, a couple, a happy couple will say we laugh a lot instead of, we never have any fun. Okay. (laughs) A good marriage must have a climate of positivity make regular deposits to your emotional bank accounts. Mm. When discussing problems, couples make at least five times as many positive statements. That's the magic ratio?
1: Yeah, five is to one.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: According to Gottman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, so, So like when you're arguing you should talk about more good things than bad things.
2: Um, How does it work? Well, don't make. Well, again, you know, mean it. Don't don't make. Mm-hmm. I, I think they they might be thinking like more broadly. Like I'm always those kind of like statement thingy. I'm always a bit. Um, I don't know about those because to me there's a bit of a bias there in the sense like those, those come from research. Mm-hmm. Um, the research is done from transcript, typically from therapy sessions, couple therapy sessions, and people would look at pattern, like as we talked about, you know, for instance, expression of contempt in couple predict like breakdown of couple further down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way, you know, they would look at like language, the way people talk during therapy, and they notice, all oh, the couple who have like five times as much, you know, as many like positive affirmation than negative, and criticism will, will do better, but but. Uh, that, yeah, so co- communicate like a certain kind of well-being and um, and the fact that relationship is working and things are going well. But my sense is that there's ways to communicate that uh, without using words. Um, and, and those happen not in the therapy room, but in daily life. You know, there's moments in a couple's life where you can't communicate the fact that you're happy, that you're well, that things are going well, uh, without without using words. Um, and I think and, and the therapists don't get to see those from what what the couple is because it is stock therapy. So I think to me, there's always a bias in like you know, using those kind of the languaging to express those things when actually in real life, like on the ground, many dif- couples who have many different strategies to communicate that kind of um, born or that kind of like the fact that okay things are going well right now and you know i care for you i respect you or i'm proud of you just you, you get my point so yeah
1: yeah i mean a big <laughs> part of communication me, say that again a big part of communication is nonverbal, isn't it yes. yeah
0: mm. but just like just like how thought. i how i read the statement just now just yeah. waiting to get slapped Um, yeah yeah i i think i think that part of it is about looking for the positives maybe you know if you're not as Mm -hmm. observant maybe if you're not as aware you don't tend to to notice the positives and some of these things you just take for granted after a while Mm -hmm. right because that's that's what you feel like Perhaps the relationship was built on, and that's why mm. you know you you felt like oh this is a given, mm. but it's yeah. also nice to 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 remember those things and and that's where the positivity comes in because I mean if I just read a statement like that saying five times as many positive statements mm. as compared to negative it feels really difficult to do
2: no and it's just so it's unnatural I, I mean it's not mm. an advice it's an observation you got know I mean it's not you cannot ask people. Yeah. And I mean, just about what you were saying, I think it makes sense just noticing really. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like looking back. I mean, it's fine. It's good. You can see looking back, you know, but just in a moment, just, just feel the good things, you know, like take a pause and just feel, you know, when there's like a moment in a couple, like, I don't know, maybe on a date or whatever that might look like, like, you know, like uh, you go walking somewhere or some kind of activity and just, just take a moment to just enjoy feel that it's enjoyable you know it's and, and that gets communicated naturally then if you feel it you know yeah. as opposed to you in your thought and you're like you know ruminating and and um, yeah that's already that it's something even if it doesn't get communicated with words you you just feel it first really because unless yeah, you feel it, you won't be able to mean it when you say it if you want to say it so, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah yeah
1: yeah i mean it's the enjoyment of each other's company isn't it and It really doesn't matter if it's in words or actions or you know other ways where you you communicate that affection um and it's really more like a big picture um thing we're looking at as opposed to you know like following a rigid ratio here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah and i think also the perception of the partner matters in that you know from your end you could be doing all these positive things right um, five is to one. But if a partner doesn't perceive that, if it's um, you know, yeah. taken out of context, um, then you know that wouldn't quite work either. You know, you could be working so hard at all the um positive vibes. Yeah. But I think the important thing is to make sure that it's received um, you know, in a congruent way by your partner.
0: Mm-hmm. In a way that the partner can recognize it at least. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah because and it's sometimes expressed in a way that's important to the person who is delivering that that comment or that thought that, mm. you know, but it, it's just not
2: received in the same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think there's an element where you can also trust yourself in like your ability to communicate that somehow. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, by the time you, you get married, you've been in a relationship for some time. And, and earlier in a relationship, you know, your partner knew that you were you enjoy their company, you are happy being with them, you thought they were really great people. So you had ways to you knew how to communicate that, obviously. Otherwise, how would they have known, right? So I feel I can be aware of reconnecting to this kind of like early ways, natural ways you would you would kind of like let the person know, you know, that that, that, that that's 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 uh, it's great to be with them. Without any yeah, like way they're not yours, sorry.
1: People get comfortable and they forget. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. or you just forget
2: to feel it, or to that's Mm. what I just notice you just don't notice anymore, take it for granted, or just uh, things other things to manage, daily life stuff. Or you are, yeah,
0: all right. Um, and there you have it the top seven ways to improve your marriage
1: (laughs) or a long term partnership.
0: Or a long-term partnership, yeah. Not necessarily marriage. I think we've we've spoken about, you know, always saying about marriage, but sometimes it's a long-term partnership as well. Yeah, I, yeah. Mm. You know, now as I think about this whole thing and and it goes back to one of the previous episodes where you think, oh, you know, when is the right time to actually decide to settle together for the long term? Yeah, and it's like, I remember saying, oh, it just feels right. (laughs) It just feels like the right time. And then after that, you realize, oh, you know, to maintain the marriage has so much more to do.
1: (laughs) So have you changed your mind now, Sean? About what? You said, Getting married? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: No, I actually haven't changed my mind about... Okay, which aspect of getting married? Like... You Feeling know, that waiting, it's
1: right? Yeah. So, going through gut feel, do you not think that there is a lot more time you need to get into the groove? Uh,
0: I do feel that I, I need a certain level of comfort and confidence in it to be able to settle for the long term. I, I do recognize that you're, you're probably not going to solve every single issue, but I think mm-hmm. the most fundamental issues have to be discussed, the most fundamental issues have to be talked through. Um, before you can decide, you know, perhaps that this is something for the longer term. Yeah, I would not at this point still take some of the advice that I was given from from other people that, oh, you know, me and my spouse also have problems, so I, somehow we just managed to work it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like this, she don't like that, but we still got married, what, and it's still okay, what? I I can't I can't I can't do that at this point. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that that struck me in in a previous relationship was you know my uh, my ex girlfriend she she saw marriage as a solution to problems. I saw marriage as you know the result of solving a lot of the problems. Yeah. Mm. Oh crap! Someone's calling. Uh, yeah. So I still feel that. You have to solve your most pressing issues and at least align on values, align on key, you know, mm. decisions before mm. you you can settle. Mm. Yeah, I I I'm, I would never jump into it.
2: Mm. And maybe that makes sense. And I would even add, like, also have a good sense of how you how issues get worked through, how you argue. How they usually go, and are you happy with how that usually unfolds when there's a, confl- when there's a conflict? You know, make sure you have like some uh, understanding of like your pattern, the other person pattern, and the couple pattern in dealing with those issues, and that you're cool with those.
1: Mm.
2: You know, that's that's something that you know how to work your way around, and you know that okay, there's ways to we argue well, even if there's like tension, as there will be. You know that. That works. There's something there that is not pleasant, but but there's a way where you actually he did somewhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we to...
0: do have some comments, um, Cynthia. Uh, talking about my new hair. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it was. Anyways,
1: so much yeah. work went through the preparation of this hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were witness to it, and it was it was. I'm not inspiring from uh, of work. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, okay. Uh, uh, Gabe says, oh, my hair, what's up with that? So, so yesterday I went for my very first haircut in Vietnam. It was recommended by my Vietnamese teacher. He said he used to work at the place. So I went there and yeah, uh, I just told him to do whatever you want with it. Let's just give me something. And I decided to color the hair. So it's like something not too loud.
2: Oh, you yeah, notice. We, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so it's like you wouldn't normally notice it unless there's, there's like light shining on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, is this your new yeah. opa hair? <laughs> <You're> cool, right? <laughs> My hair stylist should be short. <laughs> I'm ready for dating in Vietnam. Oh man. Okay, but 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 there is a comment that we should we should discuss. Okay, let me bring it up. Uh, Kip says, Well, what a picture. All right. Uh, Marriage is a chore. Just have a life partner. Travel the world with him or her. Don't be bogged down by social standards that you have to be married. Be free. Marriage does equal love. Happiness does. Hmm. Marriage is a chore. What do you think?
1: Um, I'll tell you when I'm 70.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. probably need need a
1: yeah we'll we need a, find um,
2: out. yeah a guest with a you know, long marriage experience to give us some insight, but um, I mean it's work, certainly, I assume, I suppose yeah, so in that sense um, but I don't, I don't see if um, I think it's useful to think like what is marriage for you? you know, try to what, what, just what you would like marriage to look like and what meaning it has for you. And because um, it doesn't have to be, to not mean travel the world and, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't have to mean you have to follow social standards. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean, it do not have to mean you can't be free, you know, it, all those things are not really true, right? <laughs> they, they, it goes back to what we said I mean, earlier true, isn't it but but um they don't have to be true to for you that's what i mean yeah go ahead. yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i i just said you know it's kind of what we said earlier about the beliefs mm. um around what a marriage means mm.
0: Mm.
2: And it's, it's the, a legal, it's, part of it is a legal contract right it's yeah we talked about it it's just a con- yeah. well, it depends on which country you're in. In some countries you know, there's more of a religious component to it based on which mm-hmm. society you live in. but um, technically yeah it's, it's um, you know financial safety, um, in case something happened to the spouse, there's a number of things you know being able mm-hmm. to own property in, in common and, um, <laughs> and so on. So you're getting a, an assignment. Um, Asian versus Western discuss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we love that one. Um, so, okay. Don't be bogged down by social standards that you have to be married. Um, I think in, in the culture that I grew up in, initially there was Um, Okay, it probably still is, right? There's a certain idea of a certain time that you should get married. Uh, A lot of my friends got married at around 30, some slightly, you know, just around 30 years old. When I was 30, I never, ever felt the pressure to get married, right? Um, And as you get to 32, 33, then, you know, the pictures on Facebook change from dating photos and married photos to become like baby photos. Like, I've never, (laughs) I've never kind of felt that pressure, because I feel like it's. I think it's important to find, at least to be to be comfortable, right? Finding the right person. Yeah, um, of course. Where where I used to live in Singapore with with marriage, then there are certain privileges on housing, etc. But mm. you know, other than that, I don't feel like I am desperate to. To get married previously in my past relationship yes i was i felt it was the correct i don't think i was desperate but i felt like the time was right and that's why i felt like okay no let's settle but i i wouldn't move ahead because oh that just seems to be like the next logical step in the relationship yeah um so so i mean nico there's there's one of the comments right you know is it what's it like in in <laughs> in a Western culture.
2: So with a haircut you don't have to worry about marriage. Marriage. Okay, yeah, yeah. uh, let, let me just bring that comment.
0: up. Yeah, yeah. So to anyone who is watching this.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. uh Nico, uh, is it what's it like in, in Western cultures? I mean in, in Asian cultures, that's what I experienced at least where I grew up. Is it very right. different in in, so in Western the, culture? Um,
2: I will be <clears throat> annoying, and I will say there are many Western cultures. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think, well, it kind of, it was a bit implicit, but, but I mean, you know, the sub- stuff I said about how, you know, there's a certain approach to, like, you know, marriage in American society, or at least and American, affluent American, you know, uh, part of society. Uh, that you wouldn't see in France. For instance, I, I share that you know in France, people wouldn't go for marriage counseling. Uh, that's really not uh, something people would do. Uh, well, in France, would marriage counseling, yeah, yeah, in not, France, a, yeah, not a culture as well. No, 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 very unusual. Yeah, very, very marginal. Um, <clears throat> many reasons for that, but yeah, definitely. So that so there's a like really v- v- number of like um, um, differences. I mean, one of the reasons just to. Be, <laughs> This is the reason why in France also marriage counseling is not uh, that prominent is that there's people, French people feel less pressure to stay in a marriage traditionally. There have been less pressure to stay in a marriage traditionally. So they've been more liberal in terms of like, you know, um, having more open marriages or maybe just straight out, you know, ending a marriage or there's been less um, for a long time, it's been more freedom in terms of what marriage means. Yeah. So for many people in France, I would say it's almost like a, something that you build with your Spouse, you know, it's kind of like, a, kind of like you figure out what's the marriage going to look like. You figure out what's the house going to look like. Almost, you know, something that you have to work out for yourself beyond the basic basics, right, you know, like the financial stuff. The <clears throat> um, so that this kind of uh, at least in France, this kind of flexibility, I would say, maybe that's available now. Even mm-hmm. um, you know, even in even in Singapore, like uh, you, the
0: separation or divorce used to when i was growing up it was like a super big no way no no kind of thing Mm. as i started to practice i realized and even among like my age group of friends it's becoming more and more common not Mm. of course it's not a happy thing right you you know but uh well depending on the 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 circumstances of of the relationship or Mm. the marriage um but it's becoming more I would say accepted, I think, based on h- the conversations that I have with my friends. Um people are like, oh you no, know, if it's not working, then it's just not it's just no point. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh and let's uh, see. Mm. Nico, you wanna say something?
2: Um uh yeah, no, no, that's it. No, so on the social norm thing. Um yeah, and the social norm that change, you know, um Um, So, Lina says social norms play a huge role everywhere too, and and then change even um, within a country. You know, you're born in a countryside, maybe somewhere where it's much more traditional family structure, Um, you know, some, some places you, even in France, you still be expected to take over the family farm, and then that would look. You know what the marriage is like you're getting married to someone and you might get married to a job and to a farm and you know, it's very getting
0: married to a farm
2: yeah literally like uh animals in the you're getting married to the cow literally, cow, literally you know, you're to that would be cool married.
0: it sounds well, so it fun is,
2: uh, <laughs> well i don't know if that, that would be <laughs> <it depends> fun <laughs> for everyone if you would chosen it yeah certainly but um uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, even in one country, you might have very different things that don't work when the person are at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and and Gabe, uh, Gabriel says, oh, Lena Cheese pick is literally her marriage pick. It, <laughs> yeah. it is. It is. It uh, is. I am Sid Lena's wedding. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Um. We can we can talk about my hair another time. <laughs> so, okay. Um. So for everyone who's still here listening to us, thank you so much. Um. And for everyone who's been listening to, like every one of our episodes since the first episode all the way until now, um. Like, I I don't know what else to say, but just thank you so much. Like you know, when we first started this, we sometimes we didn't really know. Uh, <laughs> We oh, didn't we really know, really know how, how the whole thing would turn out. And uh, now that we are at the end of the year, it, to have people joining us every weekend, even though it's pretty late, depending on where you are. Um, mm. Yeah, just just very grateful and just thank you all so much for, for being here. Yeah. Um, we will be taking a break after this episode. So um, for 12 episodes, it was like, you know, Every two weeks nonstop. So, we're going to take a break probably until after the Lunar New Year. We will let you know what the new theme actually is. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and that means we'll probably be back, I would suppose, mid February, somewhere mm. around there. So, we have a month to refresh, you know, to come up with mm. a new theme. Um, and as always, if if anyone has any thoughts on a topic that you like us to discuss, or a certain theme you like us to discuss, just feel mm-hmm. free to reach out to us.
2: Like Maybe hairstyles, hairstyles hair yeah. hair clearly uh, is
0: a no. hit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh man, I-, I think this is the very first podcast episode that I did not like, like gel my hair or, or wax my hair. <laughs> oh my um. gosh! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I'm very self-conscious of the hair oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean just, just looking back on the past 12 episodes uh, for Emery and, and Nico just, just any thoughts or anything you'd like to share
1: I don't know where to start Uh, I mean it's been really fun Um, you know it's a nice project to have to have these <sighs> You know, dedicated time every um, couple weeks mm-hmm. to just, um, yeah, have have a bit of get together and to talk about something that's uh, important to all of us. Yeah, and yeah, it's been a it's been a really um, insane year, I think, for for all three of us. Mm. Um, you know, it's been really busy, um, stressful, and. Yeah, there were times that, you know, it was just really, really hard to find a time, right? But every time we get together and create, like, an episode that's um, energetic and fun, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good way to start the week or end the week, depending on how you see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really valuable time. And come again?
0: No, no, no. Go on.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas
0: <laughs> to you too. Hey, thank Gabriel. You. says Merry um, Christmas and Happy uh, New Year to Emery, uh, Nicholas, and Sean. Thank you, thank you. Neil, uh, any thoughts? Um,
2: not really. Um, <laughs> That's such no, a difficult
0: can... answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's
2: still I in um, Christmas mode. <laughs> I go on a 15 minute monologue. No. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um I don't know I was found striking what I found striking what I came to mind was like how you know we t- we touch a number of different issues um and but often we 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 I don't know come I wouldn't say come to the same conclusions, but we come to a core set of like you know um you know we talked about self-esteem, we talked about a lot about like communication there's a number of mm-hmm. core important. Thing we talked about you know even though we the topic was different each time um that i think are really interesting to and it's really interesting to see that behind all those like seemingly different issues you know or topics that even <laughs> 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 i am not i am i am not i did have wine earlier today but i'm I, i'm he just didn't have done.
1: coffee that's all and his yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> no yeah no i do see that i do see that big picture thing i feel and it's uh, so it's fun to explore yeah, yeah yeah, to explore that with you and uh, and talk about those different topics i enjoy that a lot yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think it's amazing that that we somehow managed to get together and and and, and pull this off um i was i was really worried that uh, when i got to vietnam i wouldn't be able to to do this especially it was the day that i arrived yeah, and we're so happy that we managed to conduct it. And then now we are here. Oh, today I was supposed to be on a, on a company trip. But we couldn't go because there were certain restrictions and a few people couldn't make it. Yeah. Okay. We've reached the uh, one hour plus mark. We are at one hour 18 right now. So to everyone who's still here, once again, thank you so much. We will see you, thank you. in you. Yeah. Thank every... you
1: so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. Bye, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.